This is Markin Out. From Long Island, New York, comes the most stylish, elegant, bewitching, eternally beguiling, continuously charismatic, and fantastically fascinating podcast to appear in your ears. Allow yourself to be seduced, enchanted, dazzled, and entranced by Martin Out. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Martin Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 287. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Follow the podcast, the only online listening experience in the world today on Twitter as well, at Marking Out. Check us out, MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Purchase some merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out. Like to laugh? Like to watch YouTube videos? YouTube.com slash Out 11 I think that should do it for the plugs right now. I'm also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing perfect. I have no complaints at all. I am recording this lovely podcast. Um, Yeah, you don't have to go follow me on Twitter, though. It's all cool. I don't tweet. I don't think I've tweeted since 2014. Mm. I don't know. But... More important than me. Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. Thank you so much for asking. I appreciate it. Hey, not a problem. Yeah. so That's what I'm here for, just so, to do that. As always, we ask, uh, how was your week? Well, my week was uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, nothing too special going on in my life. Uh, just really... Good time to be a pro wrestling fan, though. It seems like business it has picked up in general. Uh, have you been watching any TNA recently? Uh, I watched a portion of it. I think now. Uh, I think now with the the whole final deletion and how everyone was talking about it. Yeah. They're, they're trying more to to put out segments like that, and that's just it's not. I don't think, for me, it's not working. What do you mean by that? Like, are you talking about the Rosemary stuff? Like, yeah, you saw you saw the Rosemary promo. Well, I mean, they've, they've done that in the past with, I mean, they've always been like, pretty good with hype videos, but I don't, like, I, I, I don't, don't think know. that's like. I think, I think it's since the final deletion they've been putting out stuff like that. I, I don't know. I wouldn't put that on the same level as the final deletion. I'm I feel like final deletion is more. They want it to be on that level as the final deletion. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, TNA usually has uh, promos like that. When it's not backstage, they usually do have promos that are cut like that. I, I don't put that on the uh, the final deletion video. Seems more uh, indie ish. Yeah. I mean, like indie indie film ish. This is the. I don't um, know. It's, to me, it shot the exact same way. I don't know. And they're trying to capitalize off of it, and it's not working for me. I don't know. But what went on in your week? Um, not much. Went to, uh, I saw Disturbed on Saturday night. Where at? At Jones Beach. Nikon nice. Jones Beach Theater. 
How was uh, good old Disturbed? It was good. I was, uh, first of all, Saint Sonia opened for them, which... It sounds familiar. I, I don't know them as a band, but the lead singer was from, um, was from Three Days Grace. Mm-hmm. And I know Three Days Grace, so they sang two yeah. Three Days Grace songs, but they were so loud. Mm. Like, I couldn't believe how loud they were. They were they were louder than Disturbed, and I was oh. expecting Disturbed to be insanely loud, but that wasn't mm-hmm. the case. So, but they were there with Breaking Benjamin. They were there with Alter Bridge. I feel and, like Breaking uh, Benjamin and Three Days Grace are, are pretty much the same. I definitely don't think that at all. Uh-huh. maybe I have to listen more. And I was I was disappointed that. Uh, Breaking Benjamin didn't play Firefly because for me that's like their number. Well, aside from Diary of Jane, for me Firefly due to Smackdown, how does that go? Which Firefly literally just sings Firefly. Won't you shine your light? And now what about the other one, Diary of Jane? They something's getting in the way. I will Keep try. On to, going. I will try it's to melody. find. I will try to find my place in the Diary of Jane. I'm there not, some like I'm not, I'm not gonna sing. To I'm not singing on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so overall, good concert. Yeah, it was good, but it was pouring as usual. Not as much as as Garth Brooks, but uh, I yeah, was think, especially at Jones Beach, because there's no overhang depending on there where is, your seat is. There is an overhang. I was just at the top tier level. Yeah, it depends on where your seat seat is. Yeah, I mean, when I went for Brad Paisley, it was raining too, and I had to seat cover uh, on the ground floor, on the yeah. lower sections. I, I had uh, I had an umbrella though, so I was covered. It was like it was Smart. like a not it wasn't like heavy rain. It was just like a drizzle type of thing, mm-hmm. but like a lot of rain. To well, you ride on the water, heavy so. yeah, it was like a heavy uh-huh. drizzle though. So, but mm-hmm. it was a good show. I got to uh, I got to hear uh, other Breaking Benjamin songs that I like because of, because of SmackDown vs Raw. Nice, nice. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, no, not much else. I, I I ordered a cheesecake this week from Chicago. Oh, I heard all about that. Yeah, it was good. Sure. It's delicious. There you go. You got a special deal on them too, right? Yeah, it was free shipping because it was National Cheesecake Day. There you go. So, Gotta stay on top of those special days. Yeah, so if you're looking for some cheesecake, check out Eli's Cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> talking Chicago. about special... Yeah, right? Talking about some special days, let's talk about Mondays and specifically Monday Night Raw. <sighs> Monday Night Nitro. Which kicked off with the newlywed Sasha Banks opening up Monday Night Raw, who was not married at that time. But, yeah, uh, muscle tough. Yeah, I mean, are you going to say that for when we talk about Rusev and Lana as well? Oh, yeah. Mazel tov. <laughs> yeah, Word. so Sasha Banks came out to uh, basically speak about her title win from Raw last week and went out to say that that um, last year's SummerSlam weekend, the only thing people were talking about was, of course, Sasha Banks versus Bayley at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And, no lie there. Oh, I was like, what's no live air mean? But <laughs> I, I reheard it in my head. But yeah. she also went on to say that at SummerSlam, she's going to defeat Charlotte and retain the women's championship. Charlotte came out and uh, she basically cut an awkward promo about Sasha being a one-night stand. 
And then Jericho came out and was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, over and over again. And I was like, oh, damn, Jericho's talking to both of these women right now. <laughs> Which uh, then turned out to be just talking to Sasha Banks. And uh, he ended up taking Charlotte's side. And mm -hmm. made fun of Sasha, which Enzo came out to her aid. And a bunch of how you doings were thrown back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mick Foley came out and set up a tag team match between the two. Yeah. So. And that tag team match took place as Charlotte and Y2J picked up the victory over Enzo and Sasha Banks. It was a fun um, match. Now I don't. They didn't show it on YouTube, but how did Kevin Owens end up on commentary? I don't know. I think he was just. I think he was just there. <laughs> I don't remember. So there was no explanation or anything. He was just I, on. I think it's because of him and and Jericho. Like, cause they've been like, All right. going, like, cause Jericho was looking for a partner or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. And but he was just there for commentary, though. All right, but it was awesome. It was yeah. great hearing him on commentary. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fun. But uh, Enzo, I think Enzo and Jericho worked really well together in this. Yeah, I thought overall it was a. I thought it was a fine match. The one thing um, I didn't like, though, I didn't like the whole Dana situation coming out and distracting, trying to distract Sasha. Yeah, because. It's like the promo that we just heard prior to the match. Dana Brooke was being run down by Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So, again, this is just like the Becky Lynch situation where Becky looks stupid because she's going back to Charlotte. Yeah. Dana looks stupid because she's going back to Charlotte. So I agree. Um, I, I did like when uh, Sasha Banks slapped Jericho. Yeah, that, that was, was good. Also, also, Kevin Owens, just some backtrack. There was one point where Sasha Banks did the what is it the double knees to in the corner, <laughs> yeah, and he was just like nice move. I was using back in uh, 2005 on the Indies. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. I like I forget what the line was specifically, but uh, what was he saying? I, he's, For which? I think I don't know if, if did he say I don't know. Kevin Owens ended up saying something, and he goes, and then Byron ended up saying something. He goes, I wish I couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah. Jericho Jericho was yelling or something. Mm -hmm. I forget what the exact line was, but I thought that was funny. Yeah. But um, um, Overall, Charlotte picked up the victory with the natural selection uh, following Sasha being uh, distracted. If you want but, to call it that. Yeah, but, but it was a, I thought it was a fine match. Yeah, and afterwards, Jericho attacked Enzo, which led uh, Cass to come out, and Jericho ran off. Yeah, and then referee John Cone went to give uh, Charlotte the women's championship, and like she looks at him, he looks at her, she like smirks, and then you can see him. I assume he says the f word. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that's like funny. that's like the moment you realize, oh wait, you're no longer champion. Whoops. Yeah. Um. Uh. Next up, you had Braun Strowman pick up the victory over Evan. Anderhall, um, what do you think of these interviews pre-match of the competitors entering this match against Strowman? I mean, well, 
last week. Does it make sense to you, or are you cool? Are you against it? Do you think it's stupid? I don't think it's stupid. I thought this one, this week's lacked a lot. Uh, I thought it was a terrible promo. No offense. Yeah, he was just like, Kevin. yeah, no, I'm in it for the money. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, I thought that was so stupid. I, I didn't, I didn't mind last week's promo though. But um, huh. but these matches, like, it's what am I getting out of it? Oh, I'm a big fan of him. I'm not like I'm a, for you, me. But I'm you've not, never, it's just, it's just never a, been a fan of this of squash matches. Yeah, every it, time that they have depends. a match where they, every time that they've uh, had someone against someone like this caliber, you were never a fan because what do you mean this caliber? Well, the, uh, uh, versus, versus uh, enhancement talent, you're never a fan of it because no, that's not you don't true. see the point of no, you don't. That, that is not, not that is not true because I was a you've big never fan. Been a fan of it. I was a big fan when Ryback was doing it. But you've never you weren't a fan of it when they were doing it uh, after that. With who? With actual superstars. They didn't. They rarely had like random jobbers like this. This I'm not. I'm not opposed to this. It's just it's not evolving. There's nothing happening. Like it's oh. Been too dude yeah but settle, settle down over there no it's because it's like it's the match bell rings reverse choke slam one two three it's like what no, am i why am i other things that go on during the match like the barely it's a it's a minute long match it's a minute long match why am i seeing about with this why, why am i gonna watch braun Strowman and be like oh wow he's undefeatable look at that he's throwing around this ragdoll What's yeah, that? What's that doing for me? Strong. That I'm not seeing him as strong because it's a I, weak. Right. His opponent's weak. Okay, I disagree with you. I think that the I'm a big fan. So then, why did you like it against Ryback? I don't. It was fun to see people I knew. Oh God, you are. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I don't know why it was. I guess because Ryback. You, Ryback I mean, was showing off. Give it a shot. I'm not saying I dislike this. You're acting as if I said this is the you stupidest just did thing. It. You just no, did I didn't. It was, no, I didn't. You don't understand I, it. No, I didn't. I said I don't. It's not evolving. There's nothing in this for me right now. I'm okay. not. I'm not well, seeing. It's just. It's just a match that's like over, done. Well, I'm a fan of this. One thing that I will disagree with you on again is the finisher. I'm not sold on it. The reverse choke. Also said I don't like it. What the hell, man? No, you told me that you're a big fan of it. No, I said I was. I liked it when Mark Henry did it. I, I said I like the reverse choke slam as a concept, but uh -huh. the way he's doing it, I don't like it. Mark Henry's was like solid. I don't know. I don't know. Mark but, Henry's was 100% solid. Yeah, I'm a fan of Strowman. I want to see more. I want to see more squash matches. I'll give it two weeks. It just started. Exactly. Oy vey. Why do you have to do this? <laughs> All right. So next up, you had some backstage fallouts. Not between really fallouts. A, well, not really fallout, but it but, goes with the YouTube show. Uh, Stephanie and Mick Foley were backstage talking, and uh, Mark Henry walked into their office, and uh, they mentioned that he's a brand ambassador, I think, for WWE, for the Olympics. So I think he's going to Rio, which that I mean, stinks, right? Like, <laughs> I, that's like I don't understand the Olympics. Like, why are all these like all these bidding cities that win 
They're mm-hmm. all like rundown places that aren't suited to host. Yeah, I don't understand how they won the bid, especially with so many health concerns that are going around. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, the was it like Australia's Olympic team isn't staying in the Olympic Village? Yeah, yeah, to, uh, Australia's not. They're calling like the, the pool or something the uh, the toilet. It's it's yeah, like, it's pretty bad. Like the last Olympics with with Russia, everyone complained. Russia. Wasn't it London. Russia? London. London? No, no, no. Yeah. That was the Summer Olympics. Russia. Oh. Did they have it in Russia before that? After that? I'm pretty sure it was Maybe. Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. like, the whole You're village right. was, was run down and there was... No, hotels didn't have locks on it and stuff. Was it Russia? Which? Or was it Vancouver? No. I think that was even longer ago. Was that longer ago? Because I think Fallon was still on... <laughs> was still doing uh, Late Night. I'm I'm always a fan of the Olympics, and I'm definitely tonight. I uh, hate it's Friday. They're doing the opening ceremony. I, I hate the Olympics. It's just I why, love it. why would somebody who got picked last <laughs> care about sports? I just I don't I don't. Uh, I cannot wait to watch the wrestling. I can't wait to watch uh, swimming, gymnastics, everything. I, I'm a the racing. I'm a big fan of everything that that's involved well, with it. I was never a fan of Michael Phelps. I, I'm a fan of him. The guy's a he's a crazy athlete. I mean, yeah, I respect the the heck out of him. Yeah, I, I mean, I respect the heck out of any all the athletes that are there. Uh, they they devoted and dedicate their entire life to get to where they are with the Olympic wise. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, keep it going. Yeah, so he was basically was like, I want a U.S. title shot. And they were like, well, uh, we kind of drafted you to Monday Night Raw to be like a mentor to the younger guys. And he goes, well, I want to reopen the Hall of Pain. No. And, uh, which I was like, hell no, don't, don't yeah, do it. Please, no. And, no. And, uh, Mark Henry, please. I mean, we, we respect you so much. So much that we really don't want you to do that, please. Yeah, but he uh, he pushed and pushed and pushed, and uh, they gave him the title shot against against Rusev later on on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. But uh, up next, we saw a tag team match between the Shining Stars and Golden Truth, where it's like, duh, of course Golden Truth is going to win this. And then yeah. all of a sudden, R-Truth is sitting there playing Pokemon Go the whole match. Which, is he really even playing? Absolutely not. Because if you've played Pokemon Go, which I haven't, or if you've seen, I anyone, have. if you have seen anyone play the, the game, you know that he's clearly not playing it. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't think flicking your finger up and down more than multiple times, that's not, that's not how you play, right? Well, or I mean, is you, it? You, you, do do? Flick it, you do flick it up. How I many mean, times? It depends. If is he, that how you I, walk? It depends. No, that's how you catch the Pokemon. You have to flip, throw the Pokeball yeah, at Yeah, I'm saying, though, Pokemon. how many Pokeballs is this guy wasting? Uh, probably a lot of Pokeballs. That's probably, right. I'm going to guess he's wasting a lot. But I wouldn't call say that he's not technically playing it. I'm always positive. I did see the screen. Even if he has the screen up, you throw in how many Pokeballs. I mean, even I don't if think he has the screen up, he's not too good. I wouldn't let him play my game of Pokemon. Yeah, so he got distracted playing Pokemon Go, and the Shining Stars picked up the victory there. Yeah, Goldust went to go tag in, and R-Truth was not to be found. He's like, hold on, hold on, there's a Pikachu right here, there's a Pikachu. 
which yeah. is probably. What do you think about that victory, though, by Shining Stars? I mean, last week they lost pretty cheaply, and today they win pretty cheaply. Yeah, I don't, do I don't, I don't mind it at all, but uh, it's funny. Uh, I, I mean, not related to Shining Stars, but it's funny because uh, I tweeted out when Pokemon Go first like came out saying oh i wonder which indie wrestler is gonna come out and use their entrance and play pokemon go which surprisingly we haven't seen any of that to my knowledge and uh the first person i see do it coming out making their entrance playing pokemon go is our truth yeah which i thought was funny because here i was making kind of uh i was mocking how indie something could be Mm -hmm. And here it is. Our truth is doing it on WWE television. Yeah, so. that's true. But what do you think about the Shining Stars? Uh, they are not entertaining to me too much. Um, yeah, because I don't you, know. They don't. It all stems back to Carlito for you. You don't like Carlito. You don't like Primo. You don't like. I Gepito, did like Carlito. You don't when he like fought, Los Matadores. I did, I did like, like him when he fought uh, Ric Flair during that time, where Carlito was being underused. But I'm not a fan of what they've been doing because it's it seems like awkward. Like their lucha libre style. It, but they don't do it's not really lucha libre. Well their their technical aspect I think it's kind of lucha libre, their tag team aspect and their technical ways. I I just it's just an awkward place in WWE. I think and it's the more, way that they're going about it, it's not if, connected. If you're gonna call it lucha libre, I like that's like I think it's very distant, like an old school type of like not even it's not even like a Mil Moscaris type of thing. I I just don't see the draw of them. They don't really do anything for me. What about when they were Los Matadores? El Torito was funny. He had a great match, underrated match versus Hornswoggle. I saw he's facing Hornswoggle. Yeah, where is that? Is that Wrestle Pro or Hard, uh, House of Hardcore? I was gonna think House of Hardcore. Nah, one of those. We'll promote that when that gets sooner. But next up, you ended up having that U.S. Championship no. Challenge take place. No, you didn't. Why See, not? I told you, you're always going to skip over. Oh, so. that's because I had it written down before there. You said, no, don't move it. And I didn't move it. You didn't move what? I didn't put the... Wait, no. Well, yes, this is correct. No, it isn't. It's the interview. What interview? Michael Cole was going to be interviewing Finn Balor. And then Wait, Seth Rollins this, came out. Are you serious? You did not know. Yes. No, no. You don't no. listen. You are you setting me up. Don't no. listen. You did not mention nope. this at all. You don't listen. No, you are such a liar. No. Nope. You did not dude, this is not even fair right now. The way that no. I had every single thing that you told me pre-show. Except, except for this one, I guess. You didn't tell me that. I 100% did. I will bet you because I would have asked you what took place. It was You did not tell me that this was inserted in this area. Yes, David, I have it all recorded. Dude, okay. We have, <laughs> we have, bring on the tape. Yeah, I'm not. This is, I'm no, not this is bogus, dude. You were so setting me up. So Seth Rollins oh, ended up geez. coming out, cut off Michael Cole, told him to take a hike, and uh, – but the promo between the two, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, there was so much said. I'm not going to go go into specifics. But uh, it ended where Seth Rollins went to go hit a cheap shot. And uh, Balor ducked and ended up hitting a Pele kick to send him out of the ring. So not right. You're just incorrect. 
No, you are me. You did not tell me that that was inserted no. there. Yes, that I did. Was, and can no, you, you stop, did not. Can you stop saying that word? <laughs> no, you did, not, you did not say that that was there. Yeah. You said it was it was Mark Henry backstage, then Shining Stars versus Golden Truth, and then we have Rusev Henry. No, you don't listen. That, that's because then you brought up, why don't we just say that then? Yeah, because I was saying, why don't we do the the Henry stuff with the Henry stuff? Mm. And then you got so caught up with everything, you didn't even bring up Finn Balor and Rollins. You're wrong, man. No, dude, yeah. you are so setting me up. Dude, you're so out of it. You're I like, have to start going Richard Nixon and recording all of our conversations. Yeah, please do, because you'll I, find this out is that... Watergate, dude. Yeah, this is this Watergate, is and it no, proves 100% that you don't listen. Uh, no, you, you, no. Which, by the way, speaking of marking out, how about that opening intro? <laughs> that was pretty epic. Yeah, well, that's decent. But, uh, <laughs> Rusev then picked up the victory against Mark Henry to retain the United States Championship, but I have no idea why WWE writing thought that we would think it would be so tough for Rusev to beat Mark Henry in this. We've seen it before. I don't think that they were thinking that it would be such a tough thing. They, they built it up as like, oh, God, no. We don't want Mark Henry fighting. We just want him to mentor people. Oh, you're going to be a U.S. Uh, US contender. We don't really want that. Can he really do it? Commentary is like, but can Mark Henry do this? Can he do it? And it's like we've seen Mark Henry lose to Rusev before already. Four in the same situation to the same move. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm so I don't see it. I don't think I don't see it. You don't see what? <laughs> I don't see that them trying to make us view Mark Hen uh, Mark Henry in that light. They were trying to give us a suitable opponent for Rusev and Mark Henry. We've seen it lose already. Yeah. But afterwards, Rusev basically ran down the whole Olympics and said that they're scared to have a, an athlete like him compete. Uh, which what would he compete in even? Shot put? I don't know. Is that a summer sport? Must be. Um, maybe. But uh, he was, I guess, to make the save for America. Um, yeah. Roman Reigns came out. Yeah. Uh, and he rocked Rusev with not one but two Superman punches during that entire segment. Yeah. What do you think about Rusev getting right up after that second Superman punch and stumbling his way up that entrance ramp? Not um, staying down. We've I, seen so many people take that Superman punch and be knocked out. I think Brock Lesnar being one of them. What are your thoughts of Rusev being knocked with it and stumbling his way to his feet? Like, it's still not not officially down and out. Honestly, I really don't even care about it. All right, so maybe I'm just over um, overthinking it. My whole thing is, like, you have Rusev talking down the United States and the Olympics – and Kurt Angle, uh, here we go. agent. How, like, how could you not want that to have been Kurt Angle? Like, instead, we're going to get at SummerSlam Roman Reigns versus Rusev, it seems. I'm okay with it. I I'm fine with it as I well. I think that this, just... is, this is a good way to build up Rusev. I mean, I see this as the same thing as Rusev versus Cena when Cena was, well, he still is. When you have the, one of the top guys going to Rusev, to help put on a feud with him, I see it as the same thing, and I'm a fan of that. Which, according to the internet, Roman Reigns is no longer a top guy. 
Yeah. Okay. But uh, after after this, later on, um, Sheamus had walked into Stephanie McMahon and McFoley's office and was like, "Hey, why did Mark Henry get that title shot? I wanted. I want a title shot." And uh, that it led Cesaro to to also come in and be like, "People don't want to see you. People want to see me." And uh, well, actually, which is the truth. Yeah, it is. But uh, it's like. Stephanie sets up a match between the two of them, but like the reason why Mark Henry got the title shot and Sheamus or Cesaro didn't was because he like asserted himself and was like kind of demanded a title shot. I didn't, yeah. see, I didn't see Sheamus in there demanding a title shot. Mm-mm. Nope. But uh, up after that, we saw Titus O'Neil defeat Darren Young. Because he grabbed the trunks. Yeah. Because uh, um, that needed to happen. Yeah, I don't think that that had to happen that way. Uh, no, but... I'm talking about the match in general. Yeah. I, I don't care how the match ended. Oh, I, I didn't think I just, the match had to end that I way. I don't, I don't, how does this match make sense? Um, wasn't Titus O'Neil a face? They're both faces, quote So on then why is he acting like a heel towards him? It's more so like I don't understand why the primetime players are facing each other. Like we went through this already. Yeah, like they, like they were together, they broke up. Now they got back together yeah. and they broke up, and now they're like yeah. they were like friends, but like now Titus is doing this or now whatever. They're not. But I liked afterwards yeah. backstage when uh, Bob Backlund was like yelling at Titus. Bob for Backlund when he was yelling at him for uh, cheating and. Uh, and Titus O'Neil basically got right back into his face, yelled at him, and was like, shut up. And if you don't, I'm going to kick your ass. And uh, Bob Backlund, shut up. And uh, then Darren Young like, kind of like pushed Titus O'Neil, and Titus O'Neil was knocked out from that. But I liked, yeah. I liked the part where Titus O'Neil yelled at Bob Backlund, not so much the aftermath of that. Yeah, you also had next, you had Nia Jax defeating Ariel Monroe. Nothing really to say there. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Braun Strowman, but at least... Yeah, but Strowman's a fan of. At least least, uh, Strowman's opponents get a promo beforehand. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Next up, you had New New Day pick... I almost said New Jack. Pick up a uh, victory over the club. A very yeah. odd victory, uh, and uh, Xavier Woods was banned from ringside because he picked the banana, and yep. and Kofi and Big E picked oranges. If you could get, if you can get that, he's a mantle pitcher. And uh, but not not much actually happened in this match. No, it was a quick match. It wasn't really anything. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't have Xavier Woods backstage on the Titantron uh, with Francesca. And kind of working it from back there. I thought that would have been really funny and entertaining a way to get around the entire band from ringside deal. Yeah, but, but instead, uh, New Day picks up the victory and the club took out New Day afterwards, which Xavier Woods ran down to try and make the save, but they knocked him out as well. And uh, it appears as if the club injured Biggie's Langston. So. Yeah. Yeah, they were backstage, and the doctor's, like, touching it and everything, and he's screaming. Super yeah, weird. So, Super we'll weird find scene. out. 
Next up, you had Cesaro pick up the victory over Sheamus. Uh, that's Cesaro's suplex that he did to Sheamus, the, where the Sheamus went. Basically. Yeah, where he, yeah. I thought that was impressive as all heck. That he was, was always, awesome. He's always impressive here. But this is where I start to be puzzled, I guess. Because we just spoke about how maybe SummerSlam is leading to Roman Reigns versus Rusev for the United States Championship. This seemed to be a number one contenders match. So I don't know if this is going to maybe perhaps lead to Rusev versus Reigns versus Cesaro versus Sheamus at SummerSlam. It's going to be interesting to find out, though. Yeah, or if we'll see like Cesaro versus Rusev on Raw next week and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe. But maybe maybe one day Cesaro's gonna be a US champion. Yeah. Up next though, we had uh we came back from commercial break and Heath Slater was in the ring standing there with Jinder Mahal making his return to WWE. And uh Heath now, Slater was there an entrance or no? No, they were just in the ring. They were, I am not they, were, they were invaders. They don't. They're not. Why would they have an uh, entrance? They're, they're not invading. Right, that's true. Because they're not contracted. You don't think they should have jumped through, shown jump in the railing? No, they were. It's fine to sh- just show up. Yeah, all right. I mean, they came back from commercial break. What are they gonna? What are they showing that they just jumped the barricade? Yeah. No. Jump what are, like? What are they showing that they're going to do that? I don't know. That, like, the, there's nothing to preset that. But uh, Heath Slater was basically talking about two-man band, rest in peace, three-man band, and uh, how they're basically unsigned talent. And Mick Foley came out and he's like, I got, I got one spot and you guys will face each other for the contract. And Heath Slater was, like, refusing to do it. And Jinder Mahal's like, screw this, basically, backs up. Ring, the bell rings. Heath Slater turns around. He goes, we're not going to do it. Boom. Kick. One, two, three. Out. And uh, Jinder Mahal's coming to Monday Night Raw. Which I yeah, don't, very I don't, cool. I don't know. Uh, it's like, they're, like they need to do a lot with Jinder Mahal for... Because he I think he was so underused the last time. Agreed. Um, and then I think Three Man Band was incredible. I still think that he was underused in that. Uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, it's like, what, like, what does, what does he come here to do? Mm-hmm. Like, who well, is? Who I guess is, we're gonna. Well, he, he did cut that promo backstage, stating that he's he's back, reintroducing himself, really. But like, what is there for him? To, like, even they they touted last week about like, oh my God, Neville's back. He's great, better than ever. And then like this week's Raw, not even on it. Yeah. So it's like where Jinder Mahal's probably like mm-hmm. there's no opponents like in the near future that I see for him to face. I guess we're going to find out next week or in 2 weeks or 3. Yeah. But next up you have the main event. No. Yeah, the main event. Seth Rollins picking up the victory over Sami Zayn. Uh, following Sami Zayn missing the Haluva kick in the corner and getting rocked with the pedigree. Which, fantastic uh, amount of counters in this match. And uh, the way that that actually happened, where Sami Zayn went for the diving crossbody, which Rollins reversed into a pedigree, which then also got reversed. 
leading to uh, Sami Zayn go to hit the Huluva kick, which then again, of course, was reversed and, and, and Rollins hit the pedigree. I thought that was fantastic. I agree. And I thought, uh, I, I think in, uh, in 2016, there's been a lot of great matches in WWE, and I think this was, was one of them, definitely. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that was that match. And then uh, what closed Monday Night Raw was Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, blah, 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 Randy Orton. Yeah, it was a cool story, bro. It was Paul Heyman, Randy Orton will never be able to hit an RKO out of nowhere. And then, oh, Randy Orton hits an RKO out of nowhere. That wasn't predictable. And then Randy Orton, which the I think the funniest part of Raw was Randy Orton running up through the crowd posing and having Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley come out with a, a ton of security to being like, security, get him. And Randy Orton take, then he takes off his shirt, still just posing. And Stephanie's like, he's just posing. Like the security sure. was not doing anything. Yeah. They, they weren't, bad. they weren't doing their job. They, they were like, no. Stephanie's like, get him. And they're just like standing there. Well, talking about not doing anything, SmackDown this week. What did you think about this in, overall? Last week, I know you weren't that big of a fan. What about uh, this week? I think this Ch- week. Any change? This week was more decent. Okay. It was better. Uh, it opened up backstage where Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, and Randy Orton were backstage um, watching footage of what Randy had just done on Raw to Brock Lesnar. And Shane was like, yeah, so we're beefing up security because of that. And Orton's like, I don't need this. And he walked away. And then Miz came out basically complaining about SmackDown. And uh, Daniel Bryan set up a match between Baron Corbin, Kalisto, and Apollo Creed. Not Apollo Cruz, but uh, Apollo <laughs> Cruz. Cruz was the one that showed up. But, Not uh, Creed. Right, but he set up the match to see who Miz will face for the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam, and uh, I think it's I got I got to give Daniel Bryan credit because the WWE introduced a new show after SmackDown on the WWE Network called Talking Smack, which if I was a fan of Walking Dead and I watched Walking Dead and I watched Talking Dead, I would assume it's the same exact thing. I concur. So I have no idea if it is the same exact thing. I just have to assume it is. But uh, mm. Daniel Bryan, right off the bat, addressed him calling him Apollo Creed. And he goes, I mean, like, I can't be the first person to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Renee was like, oh, many, many a times you have to fight calling him that. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, I've done that before on the podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a simple mistake. But, hey, man, I got a lot of... Got a lot of retweets on that tweet, so. There you go. Uh, next up, you ended up having Dean Ambrose, your WWE champion, cutting a nice uh, promo that I didn't care for. What why, about you? Did why, you care? Did you, why did you not care for this? I don't know. I just don't care. Whenever I see Dean Ambrose on well, the bike, I just don't care. Uh, at yeah, all. This was different, though, I think, because this was more so he wants to get to know Dolph Ziggler. So he calls out Ziggler. And I thought this promo was incredible. Like, Rollins and Balor's on Raw was great. This was even greater. I think there was just so much. Because Ziggler spoke about how it, how it, like, he, he was like, you know, I started in WWE as a male cheer, cheerleader. And they'd either tell him that he's not good enough. 
or that he was too good and that that's why he can never have that top spot in WWE. And it was, to me, it was just such an intense promo between the two of them, which uh, then, I guess, ended in the lights going out and having the lights come back on where Ziggler was already in the middle of uh, Sister Abigail. So, which then mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt challenged Dolph Ziggler to for that number one contendership, which, uh, which Dolph Ziggler went backstage and was like, Give me the match. I want it. And they're like, you know, you're already number one contender. You don't need to do this. He goes, I don't care. I'm going to prove myself. Screw you, Shane. Screw mm, you. Yeah. yeah. So I thought the I thought it was fantastic. Mm. So screw you. <laughs> language. Language. What language? Not that. They could say screw driver. It's everything. Apollo Crews picked up the victory against Baron Corbin and Kalisto to become... The number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Apollo Crews was able to roll up Kalisto here for the win. But yeah, a very entertaining and fun match to watch. Yeah, but afterwards, Corbin attacked Kalisto. And Apollo Crews tried to make the save, but Miz jumped in. And uh, they kind of teamed up together against uh, Kalisto and Apollo Crews, which, like, if... If Teddy Long was in charge, this would have been a tag match right there. Yeah. However, it was not, and uh, Miz turned right into end of days. So maybe mm-hmm. Baron Corbin is in the future going to uh, hunt and seek that Intercontinental Championship. Um, considering that he was just in that match, I would not put it past him. Yeah. Next up was probably my favorite part of uh, good old Smacketh Downeth. You had Becky Lynch in the ring and uh, Eva Marie making her SmackDown re-debut. I don't know. No, because she Whatever. was on last week. That's true. Yeah. Making an appearance on SmackDown, bracing us with her presence. Does her little in-ring, gets in the ring, gets on top of that uh, top rope to showboat a little bit, jumps on down and injures her hamstring, quote-unquote, injures um, she tells the referee she cannot compete because of her hamstring. The crowd starts booing because they start to become impatient. And the impatient. referee said impatient. I and gonna, he, I was going to do the dim. Impatient. Dim patient. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's one of the commercials on television. Oh, well then. Uh, yeah, but the referee calls off the match. The crowd is not happy with Eva Marie. And they carry her to the back. Becky Lynch not happy either. But Dave is very happy with this. I was... I, I'm fine with the that... I didn't mind how it ended and everything. What I didn't like was the fact that I wanted to see Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch. But then that happened. And I also didn't like the fact that Eva Marie was just smiling through this whole thing. I don't think she... She was... Like Peter Griffin, like through no, the teeth. No, not absolutely not. That's a full smile. I don't. That I was, think that that's through the teeth. In no pain, way. That's in a agony. full on smile. And even if you want to say that it was a full on smile, I'm still okay with it because she's a heel. She got one. She if she is a smile. She just got one over on the referee. She got out of the match. She didn't have to compete. So yeah, she should be smiling. She pulled one over them. No, I think it was. I, I didn't every like that. right to be smiling. No, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
And then, you're a hater, and then, just like everyone else. I'm not, how am I a hater? How am I? I, a hater? I was a huge fan of the YouTube. Go on their YouTube clip of this. I was gonna say I like how people are disliking it and then bashing it. They're like, her what are first you entrance about right now. You don't listen. You're, you're on saying YouTube, go on the on, on her, on her the YouTube clip for this, and all of the comments are bashing it completely. They're like, oh, her date, her. Uh, her first matcher or whatever, and she already botches this and botch this, botch that. She's awful. She can't do this. Well, that's them being stupid. That's I think it's hilarious people. how serious people are, and how people are not seeing the genius of uh, the buildup of Eva Marie. I mean, uh, last year NXT Takeover Brooklyn, I was probably like one of maybe five hundred people cheering for her out of fifteen thousand. Yeah. So, that's I was I liked I I'm that's what I said I wasn't I didn't dislike the way that ended I just didn't like that she was smiling. You I'm could you could see way. it how you want to see it, but I that's not how I see it, and I thought it was stupid. So, All right. but I, I like how she refuses to talk about the injury and everything. So, yeah. But up next, we saw the SmackDown debut of American of Alpha American. American I know, Alpha. right? That's annoying. Wait, now I don't know what it is. American Alpha. <laughs> is I it? think they're going by American Alpha. Yeah, it's American Alpha. I, that's like, that. whoops. Yeah, American Alpha. Up next, we saw the SmackDown debut of American Alpha. Uh, they picked up the victory against the Vaude Villains. Um, I was a big fan of this uh, debut of them. I thought they were very... Uh, uh, they were hot. They were over with the crowd. They did a great job teaming together. Their constant tags. They had good chemistry. They had good interaction with the crowd. I was a big fan of this debut. Yeah, I think uh, Jason Jordan's got a great, dro- uh, great drop kick, and uh, American Alpha were able to pick up the victory by hitting Grand Amplitude to uh, to win, which is a great finisher. Yeah. Um, so. After that. Uh, AJ Styles came out to speak about John Cena, his favorite thing to do. And uh, John Cena came out, basically said that he's never going to retire. And he loves wrestling because of the fans. And and when he gets to do things like host the ESPYs and host the Teen Choice Awards, which he did. He dresses Hillary Clinton on that. And... uh, but he said he likes doing those things because when he's doing press for it and everyone's like, hey, John, when are you going to retire? And he's like, never. I am never mm-hmm. going to retire. And he said that it's all, all because of the fans. Like when there's a little kid, which I thought was hilarious, they cut to the little kid in the C Nation headband rocking AJ Styles gloves. I thought that was funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... It was a great promo, though. I thought it was great chemistry back and forth. I was a big fan of AJ Styles. Everything that he said, I was a big fan of everything John Cena said. Yeah, AJ I thought Styles. it was fun, especially where they got the crowd involved, where they were like, Cena sucks, AJ Styles, or whatever. See, uh, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Yeah. And everything that they were playing with the crowd with, I was a huge fan of. I liked AJ Styles. I mean, you could read through whatever lines you want to read through. Uh, you could assume that AJ Styles was taking a shot at TNA, mm-hmm. but it, it's probably just him being a super heel. Yeah. But uh, AJ Styles ended up challenging John Cena to a match at SummerSlam. Uh, Cena accepted, 
But I think, like, for me personally, I think this match is going to need some sort of, like, gimmick. I don't think so. I, I don't like, think it will I'm need not, a gimmick. As long no, as I, I'm not saying that I think it will. I think, for me, it, it should. Because we've seen them face already in singles competition. So it's, like, not, not like a hardcore type of gimmick match, but, like, a submissions-only type of thing. But we haven't seen a clean finish yet, correct? I don't I can't. Each back. involved Bullet Club interfering. Right. So. So, uh, well, the club. So we'll see if they're, I mean, AJ said that they're not going to be involved or anything like that. So let's see. I'm open to it being a normal match and then down the road having a gimmick match. But I don't want to give away a gimmick match so soon. But it's not. It's uh, not so soon. Are you kidding this me? This isn't a Dolph Ziggler feud. It's not, it's not so soon. This is, this is months in the making. AJ Styles, AJ Styles debuted in January. Turned, need a clean finish. Mm, I don't. And a, I don't know if clean, we can get it. A clean finish could still happen in a submission match. Yeah. So. Next up, you ended up having uh, Randy Borden taking up a victory over Fandango. Come on, at least um, say his name right. What the heck? What? I said at least say his name right. Yeah. No, this was a. This was a match that took place on SmackDown. Yeah, which Orton won because of disqualification. Because Brock Lesnar showed up, hit Randy Orton with the F5, and, like, who would have thought, right? That, that, yeah, that was that. To which Shane and security escorted Lesnar out. All the security was ringside for this segment. And yeah. uh, led basically right into the next segment backstage in Daniel Bryan's office. I thought was probably the funniest thing on SmackDown. Heath Slater came in, and Daniel Bryan's like, how how did you get in here? And he goes, I just walked right into the door, and all the security was dealing with the Lesnar situation, so it makes sense. Yeah. So uh, Heath Slater basically asked for a shot at SmackDown, and Daniel Bryan's like, you know what? You can have a match next week. And uh, Heath Slater's like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then Gore. Rhino Gordon, which I, mm, I, didn't, I was a fan of it. I didn't like it. I saw it. To me, it was too predictable. I saw it happen. Well, I think it was supposed to be predictable. I don't think so. I, I don't, Who I don't think there was anybody out there that didn't think it was predictable. I, I didn't see anyone tweeting about, like, oh, Rhino's going to come in and gore him. Why wouldn't he just gore him last week? So what does that mean? On SmackDown? Yeah, I wouldn't be. Why? I don't know. I yeah. Next up, you ended up having uh, Carmella and Natalia. Natalia attacking Carmella mid entrance, and that was pretty much it. I don't, main, I don't. I don't understand why it's like why Natalia's like thing is to do that. Cause she's. I don't know. I don't like. Care we for we literally just saw release. it with with, Natal- uh, with Becky Lynch. Release the demon. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't uh, want to see release her. Oh, you're talking about her. Release yeah, her. Yeah, so speaking of getting released, uh, Dolph Ziggler, he's gone from WWE. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. No, no. We, wish we, we could be sued for that. No. All can, of your future endeavors. Can we be sued for that? I don't know. Ryback's gone. We're going to admit right now that that's not happening. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler defeated Bray Wyatt to stay the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Um, I went into I, this match thinking like, oh, this makes sense. Cause last week I was like, of course, Bray Wyatt is going to win this and go on to SummerSlam to face Dean Ambrose. Uh, now they're just, you're just going to 
take the shot away from Ziggler and give it to Bray Wyatt. But luckily, I would have been fine either way, to be honest. Luckily, I though I think uh, Dolph Ziggler won, but I think it's like you say you would have been fine with that. I think the position that either one of these people were put in during this match with the stipulation, I thought that was, I thought it was bad for both of them. Yeah. I, 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 it was still a good match. I want to see Bray Wyatt in that aspect of being WWE champion at some point, uh, more than Ziggler. Actually, I'd rather see Bray Wyatt as champion than, uh, than Ziggler. So I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bray Wyatt's definitely somebody that's long Desert. time, like overdue for a title run. Yeah. But like, I, I'm, I'm not like, I don't know. Mm. I'm just like, it's like Ziggler has just never been able to be, like they say, like like he said in the promo, the guy. And I and, and I, now I, and I, I think, think now I with this, over him. but I think now with the the draft and everything, I think he's able to be more so. Yeah. But so this is where the benefit of the draft actually is starting to stand out a bit. Yeah. Um, talking about the draft, some wrestlers but no, being no, drafted. But, 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 but after the match, Eric Rowan came out and attacked Dolph Ziggler. And uh, Dean Ambrose tried to make the save, but Bray Wyatt basically distracted him enough for Eric Rowan to knock Ambrose down as well and uh, hit the sister Abigail on on Ziggler again. Yeah. So what's that going to lead to? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say? Speaking of the draft, what? Oh, I was going to go on to the next topic O discussion. Speak about some uh, NXT. How is that NXT. even related to the draft? Well, because people from NXT were drafted. So <laughs> someone not drafted was the returning Hideo Itami, who picked up the victory over Sean Maluta, uh from the CWC. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty impressive, Maluta. Yeah, it was a good... Like I said, I, I mean... Not to jump ahead, but you asked last week. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'll I'll save that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I thought it was an impressive uh, return for Hideo Itami. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, we saw uh, we were supposed to see Chris Atkins take on Mojo Rawley, which I thought was stupid right off the bat. Why is somebody who was drafted no longer part of the roster? I get that NXT is taped weeks in advance, but this is what I was saying how uh, a while back where it's like you, you tape so much in advance that it's like things can change just like that. And now you have something like that where Mojo's not even on the NXT roster yet. Somehow yeah. he's, uh, he's wrestling on NXT mm-hmm. and he comes out, he comes out as his match goes to no contest because Samoa Joe comes in, attack both of them, but attack Mojo even more. Yeah, on the stage and everything, he's got him locked in the rear naked choke, and it's like, like how? What does that do for Mojo being on the main roster now? He just literally mm. got decimated by Samoa Joe on NXT. What could I possibly think will happen with Mojo? Well, I mean, it is Samoa Joe. So what does that mean? I mean, it's not like he got Mojo he... shouldn't have been in that in that spot. Oh yeah, he shouldn't. Is what I'm spot, saying. But... Uh, next up, you had Asuka picking the victory over Aaliyah. Not impressed with Aaliyah at all. You could release her, too. I don't... You gotta... She just literally has had, like, a few matches. You gotta give her time. 
Uh, I'm not a fan. I don't want to give time. I like, Get her out of here. Get in uh, someone else. I Quit. do. I do like. Uh, I do like how Bailey was sitting on commentary for this at the beginning, and Oscar's like, she took she took out a chair and pulled it up right front and center for Bailey to sit in to watch ringside, mm-hmm. and uh, Bailey went up there, took up the chair, closed it, and threw it down to the ground. So it's like a new side of Bailey that we haven't really seen before. This is going to be the Bailey, the side of Bailey that we have to see in order to defeat Oscar. Yeah, which is happening officially at uh, NXT Takeover Back to Brooklyn. We're going to be uh, seeing Bailey versus Asuka. Should be a good match. And hopefully, Bailey makes NXT history by being the first woman to become a two-time champion. Yep. After that, we saw the revival take on and defeat TM61 um, earlier in the night. Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Champa challenged. Them. Wait, wait, wait. What was his last name? Champa. So the entire CWC and every commentator is saying it incorrectly, even though in a promo he corrected all of them. Well, they were going and, they were going back and forth throughout the the night when they were discussing the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. They were they were sometimes calling him Champa, sometimes calling him Champa. I wonder if that really gets on his nerves, that he corrects himself in one of his interviews with WWE, and the commentators still don't get it correct. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure like the actual pronunciation of that is Ciampa. Uh, that's what I thought, too. But like the actual not. Italian pronunciation of, of C-I-A-M-P-A is Ciampa. Yeah, but he says it rhymes with Tampa. Tommaso oh. Ciampa. Meh. So, so they, they challenged them earlier in the night, but like they were kind of like brushed off. But after this match took place, Gargano and Ciampa, Ciampa <laughs> came out and uh, basically they made fun of the Revival for being like teams of the past. Like, oh, we've seen you guys do this already when you guys were the Hollywood Blondes or, or when you guys yeah. defeated the Hollywood Blondes or whatever they said. Um, they, they went to attack uh gargano and champa and they ended up getting laid out and gargano made the cover champa made the count one two three so it seems as if we're going to be seeing the revival versus gargano versus or not versus as well as uh teaming up with gargano as champa for these tag team championships at nxt takeover back to brooklyn yeah uh, next up, you end up having Bobby Roode making his NXT debut. Well, TV debut, I guess. Yeah, TV debut. Making fun of the crowd and all that good stuff. Yeah, at first it was like he came out, everyone's like, Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode, going crazy for him, and then he goes, I don't know, I forget yeah. what he said, but he like turns it completely around, fantastic promo, um... He's like, when I win, when I whatever excel in WWE or NXT, I'm going to make sure that you fans are no longer here and we're going to have like a, an upper class, an upper class, like people are going to come in business suits and everything wanting to watch me wrestle. Yeah, so very awesome stuff yeah. with Bobby Roode. Excited to see his, uh, his debut match. Yeah, which we don't know when will happen yet. No. We could obviously assume it's going to take place on quote-unquote pay-per-view. Yeah. Which but, isn't pay-per-view, but... Yeah, but something that we do know is that 
We'll be right back here on Markin' Out. This is No Fear Mike Mondo, and you're listening to Markin' Out. Welcome back to Markin' Out, episode number 287. Uh, pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, moving on to the Cruiserweight Classic that took place this past week. The final first round uh, that is aired next week starts round two. Uh, in the opening match, we saw Rich Swan take on and defeat Jason Lee here. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a fun match. It was impressive. I agree with you on that. Rich Swan literally had the crowd looking like zombies. Oh yeah, they eat up every single thing he tosses out there. Yeah, uh, it, it just reminded me of the scene from Hocus Pocus where the oh. Sanderson sisters sing I Put a Spell on You and then like yeah. everyone's just like going along with the dance and everything. Mm-hmm. That's like, it just like, because if you, and it's funny because like they were, the people in the crowd were like expressionless, but at the same, mm-hmm. like they looked bored out of their mind. But they clearly weren't because they were like dancing, yeah, doing the yeah. same exact dance moves. It was the funniest thing. It's so weird, but uh, yeah. So it was. A, it was a cool. Rich Swan ended it with the standing four fifty splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, next match up was Noam Dar taking on and defeating Gerv Sira. Uh, this match was. This is what I was going to allude to earlier. Was. You asked me last week about like how I feel about if WWE were to sign people from like because there was like rumors last week that like oh WWE signed so and so and etc. Well, why don't we want to mention those rumors right now since you brought it up from last week? Well, no, the rumors that we of the names that have been floating around. Well, we did that last week. No, we didn't. Yeah, last week we mentioned that that Noam Dar was on the list. And oh, well, there's other names. We, like MVP and all those people. That has nothing to do with the Cruiserweight Classic. I Well, you brought up being signed. Yeah, all right. due to this. And the reason why I brought it up was because you asked me what I thought about Dar being signed. And I was like, from what I see in, in the Cruiserweight Classic itself, everyone's been pretty much impressive. But this match itself was probably the most boring match I've ever seen as part of this cruiserweight classic mm-hmm. and i know it's not i like we've seen the bollywood boys perform with rinka king we've seen well not seen personally but i've heard nothing but good things about noam dar so i think that was just like a, an off it may have just been yeah it may have just been poor chemistry or something but yeah, that's all right so like i was just like blown away with how like bored i was in this match yeah. But uh, I look forward to the next round to seeing Noam Dar. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it off with Ho-Ho Loon, but hopefully. Um, next up, you had Jack Gallagher take on and defeat Fabian Eichner. I don't know, even know if I pronounced those names correctly. You didn't. It's Eichner. Yeah, close. Which, uh, Fabian Eichner, I couldn't believe. is I, I still can't believe he's a cruiserweight. The, move that he, the moves that he was, pull, was pulling off, like, some moves, like he did the the um, double jump springboard moonsault. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's straight up, like, cruiserweight type of Lucha Libre style. Mm-hmm. But then he was pulling out these power moves. Like, he caught Gallagher and, like, flipped him over and, and hit, like, a powerbomb move. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was blown away with, with with Eichner and 
Gallagher was also very impressive in this. To even impressive enough that Mick Foley tweeted out saying how much he wants Gallagher on Raw. Yeah. So that's cool. His the drop kick. I mean, I I, I saw Gallagher. He caught my attention went through that. Uh, uh, I think it was progress. Uh, they're in their tryout matches for the tournament, and I thought he was very impressive with that. He had the match the same time as Zack Sabre Jr. did, and I thought it was a good match. I was impressed with him. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he ended the match with the like a shotgun. Uh, uh, drop kick to the corner and it, it was like as if like it, it was like it wasn't just his legs that got Eichner in the corner it was like his full body it was like mm-hmm. probably one of the best drop kicks to the corner that I've ever seen Daniel Bryan went crazy for it he goes I do that move he does it better yeah that's awesome that's a huge compliment right there I mean if Daniel Bryan said that that's like my yeah. recollection of it I don't know if that was actually said but um. Next up, you had Johnny Gargano pick up the victory over Tommaso Ciampa in a surprising first-round match, considering that these two have been tag-teaming on NXT. Um, even more confusing is with what happened on NXT this week. But Wait, What do you mean? Uh, with them trying to be the number one contenders. Well, I don't know why that's confusing. Over. Why is well, that because confusing? now they're facing off against each other. But they're not like heel, like, oh my god, I hate you. It's just like a match that we have to get through. Yeah. They're still friends. I would have liked to have seen that match go to the 20-minute the time limit. And then they both get DQ'd out of not, it? Not DQ'd, but they would have, it would have led to a no contest where somebody else just would have had the bye. And the reason why I wanted that was because it's like, here it shows like, it's like, it is a 20-minute time limit, yet here Gargano knows Champa so well and Champa knows Gargano so well that like they yeah, can't, I, they can't defeat agree. each other instead of having Gargano with like a quick type of roll up type of pin win against Champa it could have been like the oh none of you advanced and that proves how good of a tag team you probably really are I agree with that so I think that would be good next week starts round two so keep on watching yeah, some outside the ring news coming up. Uh, WWE announced, or the online news sites announced, that Brennan Williams, who was uh, trained by Booker T, was signed to WWE. Uh, Brennan Williams was somebody who was an NFL football player, uh, but he really didn't do anything in the NFL. Like, he was drafted in the third round by the Houston Texans and then got released then got signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars, got released, and then basically signed to the Patriots practice squad, and, spoiler alert, got released. So, are, could this be foreshadowing? Who knows? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I mean, Next it, up, it depends on how well Booker T trained this guy. I don't know. I've, I don't know. I don't even know if that plays a factor anymore. I mean, come on. They let go of Loki. So Loki let go himself. Uh, Next up, you have P Diddy. He's going to be on Monday Night Raw next week for whatever Uh, reason. Yeah, cool. Didn't you say Daniel Bryan was also going to be? Yeah, Daniel Bryan was invited to be on Monday Night Raw as well as a guest of Mick Foley. So I can only assume that they're going to be discussing the altercations and crossovers that Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar have been having and how to control that. 
It's funny because uh, it's like back at, back in the day of the draft, crossover events were like exciting. But this, it's like I'm checked out with Randy Orton. I'm checked out with Brock Lesnar. I don't want to see either one of them on television. I nope. do not care about this crossover at all. And yeah, it's like, either. Well, it's just it's like it's just so draining whenever one of them is on television. I agree. Like, well, I, I, was, about not- I was so disappointed when when we had to see Randy Orton maybe face Fandango again. Because like, uh, yeah. because the last time it happened yeah, in Brooklyn at Barclays Center, I, I popped for it because I was like, oh, maybe, maybe Fandango's going to get over on Orton. But that was nope. not the case. So, Well, talking about not being on TV anymore, Lillian Garcia, unfortunately, she was released from her WWE contract. Uh, unfortunately, it is to go take care and assist her father, who is at the current time battling cancer. Uh, so our thoughts and prayers go out to, uh, him, uh, keep on fighting and it's a very tough situation, but hopefully everything goes well. And hopefully we see Lillian Garcia back in the WWE within the near, the near future. Yeah. Especially cause Greg Hamilton's not going to cut it as a ring announcer <laughs> for me at least. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him live a few times, thought it was terrible. Yeah. Well, but, talking about... TV, uh, a CM Punk documentary titled Evolution of Punk will air on Fox Sports on Monday, August 15th. I am sure that is going to be going to get brief ratings, um, considering how over CM Punk is still with the uh, IWC. So go check that out, August 15th. Yeah. Um, on Talking Smack, Daniel Bryan kind of uh, addressed the tag team championships and the women's championship on being on SmackDown and basically made fun of Monday night raw there. He was like, they're not going to rush into anything just because like, Oh, we don't have this on our brand. Let's come up with a title and name it something stupid like the universal champion championship. So I guess like further on down the line, maybe at SummerSlam or something, we'll see uh, some sort of new championships on SmackDown for the women, for the tag teams. I'm still heavily against that. However, it's kind of hard to have feuds without that. Yeah. Even though I still, unless, unless you do it, where only the tech, regardless of what brand you were on, you are allowed to face, uh, have interbrand matches uh, on the pay-per-views. Like if you're a champion, no matter what brand you compete on the pay-per-view. Yeah, but that's hard to build up. It is. Still, it would be like I still think satellite pro, uh, um, feuds. Yeah, I mean, or what you have with Lesnar Orton. Yeah, right now. I, I still think it's fine to have. Like, I still think you don't always need a championship for a feud. But it, yeah. after a while, I guess maybe it's gonna. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, maybe there won't even be a women's championship on SmackDown since. They don't really showcase the women, and we saw that we we had two women segments on SmackDown led to nowhere both times. So yeah, well, talking about showcasing, uh, showcasing one of the top wrestlers, the King of the Ring, maybe returning. Uh, that is a rumor going around. It always is a nice time to showcase some of your athletes. And the winner is a huge uh, gets a huge boost unless your name is Sheamus, 
I mean, the, uh, past, Barrett. the past few haven't really done much. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I, think, I just hope that it's not uh, Monday Night Raw. I hope no, that they I want actually do both. a King of Ring on the network. Yeah, it should be both. It, but it should definitely no, be both No, I don't want brands. both. I want it one... Oh, yeah, both brands one night on the network. Don't do it on SmackDown and Raw. Don't do it on just Raw devoted to King uh, of the Ring. Qualifying matches. A, qualifying uh, matches can be on Raw and SmackDown. I disagree. Well, how, I how do you disagree? Is that, how, is that how they used to do it? Yeah, so go ahead. Disagree. Well, why would I disagree if I just I don't know, you were so quick to jump down my throat just then. Not really. I stopped myself. You, like, but, yelled at me. Oh, uh, yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about the upcoming WWE 2K17. Uh, some wrestlers that have been announced. Well, first, but, let's, say, let's say that they announced the fact that, uh, every, well, we said it last week, that they announced every Tuesday they're going to release some roster and try to make it interactive. I, don't, I didn't know at the time what that meant. However, this time around on uh, Tuesday, they released at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time uh, a picture of um, Suplex City. And it, it involved like little clues here and there, which I assume once all the release the releases are, are done, it's gonna add into a huge picture to be one yeah. giant thing. So it was like a highlights magazine search and find type of thing. That would be where, cool. Where you would find like the littlest maybe of detail and be like, Oh my god, is that's because so and so's here? Which it's um, like I'm a it, fan of it. It's funny because they showed a bigger picture on IGN than they were using for the search and find. And in the bigger picture, you could see a sign that says, like, kids at play or whatever with two Ds in it. So, like, clearly that's going to be used for a, a Tyson kid sign uh-huh. in a later search and find. But then it's like, in this picture that they gave us for this week, on the wall in spray paint says gore. Yet, Rhino wasn't one of the people in here yeah. but like they 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 had bought villains were announced you had Brian Booker, Pillman Booker T got announced yeah Chris Jericho Bella Twins uh Los Matadores Eric Rowan Heath Slater the Usos uh there was an anvil which like was just like a random thing thrown in the background like does that mean Jim Neidhart's gonna be in it which yes it turned out Jim Neidhart is in the game um, there was a sign that said Larry Land, which I popped for, which, cause I, that's the thing, like, I want, I want them to carry over all the downloadable content from last year into this year's game, mm-hmm. because I want Harlem Heat, I definitely want Harlem Heat, I want the Outsiders, I wanted Larry Zabisco, I want Fujinami, so Zabisco. Well, you're gonna in. get Larry Zabisco, yeah. Yeah. R-Truth, Ascension, and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, they're all in it so far. So they join. Who do they join? Shane McMahon, Stephanie Vince. Yeah, the McMahon, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman as a manager. Yeah, a few other people. Yeah. So. Uh, you have some indie results taking place uh, on the twenty eighth. NYWC trust no one. Unfortunately, the Starlet Championship and the Fusion Championship had to be stripped of the champions. Uh, that being the Starlet Champion, Willow Nightingale, and the Fusion <laughs> Champion, the I Big think, O. I think that's reversed, by the way. The Starlet Champion, Willow Nightingale. No, I was. you said the, the championships had to be stripped of the champions. 
Oh, well, yeah, you under, you got what I'm saying. But unfortunately, busted. unfortunately, it was due to injury, so we do wish them speedy recoveries. Yeah. Um, falling off of this, they had a 10-man gauntlet match for the Fusion Championship, and this was won by Tyler Murphy. But following the match, TJ Marconi and the Rogue, Anthony Gangon, attacked TJ, uh, Tyler Murphy. Uh, they are members of the Crusade for Change. And they stole the championship. So now they are in possession of that Fusion Championship and declare themselves to be co-Fusion champions. Yeah. Uh, after that, CJ and Rad Brad Benson picked up a victory against Apollyon and King Mega. Yeah, you had Talon pick up the victory over DJ Hyde. Hounds of Hatred, Bam and Boo Sullivan defeated Team Tremendous. And a Game Change Wrestling Showcase match. Kyle DeBeast, their champion, picked up the victory over Danny DeManto. Yeah. Uh, Greek God Papadon uh, lost to Randy Summers. Yeah, you also had Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, General uh, Romero, Otto Von Knox, picked up the victory over Alex Reynolds, following Alex Reynolds coming out to stand up to uh, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein. And challenged them to a handicap match. And unfortunately for Alex Reynolds, that may have not been the best idea. Yeah. Um, for the Starlet Championship, uh, Deanna Perrazzo picked up the victory against Brooke Danielle. Uh, Sammy Pickles was also involved in that match. Yeah, it's good to see Sammy Pickles back in action. I mean, she's been working referee duty for a very long time. Yeah. So, But congratulations to Deanna Perrazzo and congratulations to Tyler Murphy for becoming the uh, Tyler Murphy, the Fusion champion, and Deanna Perrazzo, the Starla champion, who is on pace for that 100-match uh, goal. I would that love to know what she's at right now. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, she was at like 57 or something. Oh. Something in the 50s. Wow. Yeah. So she's um, definitely a workhorse. Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing but respect for her and yeah. what she's doing right now. Uh, next up, you had Anthony Nees take on Mike Orlando, the elite athlete, taking on the premier athlete. This match went to a draw, but they officially uh, they gave them some time to finish the match. But unfortunately, they did finish the match, but it wasn't an official ending Anthony Nees picked up the victory over Mike Orlando, but it was still ruled a draw. So, yeah, hopefully we get to see more of this. The MYWC Tag Team Championships were on the line. Champions Flawless and Lawless lost the titles to Alvin Alvarez and J-Red. Yeah, and then following the match, J-Red got on the mic and opened up, an, and he declared an open challenge for the tag team championships to anyone backstage. And the Hounds of Hatred, Bam and Boo Sullivan, came out to answer that challenge. And they picked up the victory to become the new NYWC tag team champions. Seemed, uh, seems like a bad move on J-Red's part. Yeah, I am curious to know what Alvin Alvarez thinks of that move. Yeah. We do know J-Red can put his uh, foot where his mouth is. And unfortunately, this is one of those times. Can you put your foot where your mouth is? Nope, not that flexible. I used to be able to. Nice. Give yeah. it a shot right now. Give it I, a shot. I, I know I can't, so. <laughs> but uh, in the theme of new champions, the MYWC championship was also on the line. 
JT Kaysen is no longer the MYWC champion because Stockade defeated him for it. Yeah, taking more gold to the Hounds of Hatred stable. Uh, so go check out NYWC, nywcwrestling.com uh, and at NYWC Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, some upcoming indie, uh, indie events. You have Rev Pro Uprising 2016 uh, taking place on August 12th in Bethnal Green, Greater London, England, the UK. You're going to be seeing Chris Hero take on Marty's girl. Yeah, Pete Dune will be taking on Ricochet. Jeff Cobb taking on Zack Sabre Jr. And the match that everybody's talking about is Big Van Vader taking on Willow Spree. Yeah, Who fallout from that? the Twitter war. Who that, well, not really a Twitter war. It was more, more so just Vader, Vader being Vader. Vader. Yeah, Vader <laughs> being Vader and got himself booked. Good job, Vader, though. Got himself booked. Uh, talking about getting booked... Uh, CCW, the boss is back 2016, taking place on August 13th in Voorhees, uh, Voorhees, New Jersey. No matches announced yet, so no matches booked, but the event is for free. So go check out czwrestling.com for more information. Go check out that event. Yeah. Also taking place in the United Kingdom in Manchester, England. Progress, Chapter 34, Keep It Unreal. Uh, Progress Atlas Championship will be on the line in a round-robin tournament. Um, Block A is going to have Dave Mastiff versus Leston Reese. And then Block B is going to be Joe Coffee Coffee taking on Michael Dante. Yeah. Uh, You got El Legero versus Jack Gallagher. And in the main event, you have Willow Spree taking on Zack Sabre Jr. So, once again, you have a ton of awesome matches upcoming, uh, specifically in the UK. So, go support independent wrestling. Go support all the pro wrestlers out there and all the promotions. Go support us, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Go find us on iTunes. Uh, listen to all the past episodes, rate us five stars, leave a comment, a nice comment, be okay. nice. Okay, Dave, any shout-outs, shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also go follow Eric at Montreal Broski. Go support first thing in the morning. Team Awesome 418, a weekly wrestling podcast. You should also go check out Indie Power Rankings at Indie Power Rankings on Twitter. Um, also, you can go check out upcoming some upcoming wrestling events. Amaro Productions, Lucha Libre Super Show taking place in New York, New York. You're going to be seeing Deanna Perrazzo in action, the Zombie King, Carlito, Hoovy Juice, that's right, Hooventude Guerrero, uh, Apollo taking on TJ Marconi, and so much more announced for this. Blue Demon um, should is, be a lot of fun. Is Carlito being called the zombie? No, no, separate, separate wrestler. Oh, separate wrestler. Uh, you got Robbie E, a bunch of other wrestlers. So go check them out. Also, uh, NYWC announced uh, NYWC presents a Matter of Pride, a special LGBT event. Uh, taking place September 18th at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. 
Tickets are going to be for front row $25 and for general admission $20. Door opens at 3 p.m. Bell time at 4 p.m. This is going to be, uh, from what we believe right now, it's going to be the first ever LGBT tournament uh, in professional wrestling history. It's going to feature Deanna Perrazzo, Sammy Pickles, uh, WSU Hall of Famer Alicia, uh, Rick Cataldo, and so much more. Uh, Randy Summers. Go check them out. Go check out NYWC at NYWC Wrestling. Should be an awesome show for an awesome cause. So go check them out. Hey, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you've got some shout-outs from Brandon. First shout-out goes to the National Treasure movies. Um, I like the movies. I don't know. People make fun of Nicolas Cage. I don't know why, but I'm definitely... He's a little bit awkward at times. I don't know. I like I like a majority of his films. And I would certainly like another uh, National Treasure movie. I don't know if they're making I, one or. I, I don't did know. Did you Did you ever watch these movies? Yeah, I watched the first two. I mean, that's what I literally just said. Is that <laughs> maybe they'll make a third one? You act as if yeah. there's like more than two. Yeah. And you found them to be fun and entertaining, right? Interesting concepts. Uh, okay. Uh, next up is a shout-out to Carvel. Ah, uh, Carlito. Nice. Why did you say Carlito? Well, because with that rumor of him being signed, maybe. Or not. No, I turned said, it down. I said Carvel. Oh. And it's because they dropped some wrestling lingo when I uh, they, they tweeted me. I thought it was Interesting. I, I, like, I like when companies do that. Like Wendy's did it with Enzo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like I like when people know wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So check out Carvel. I Follow them on Twitter at uh, is it Carvel Ice Cream? Maybe I don't know what it is. Just type in Carvel. They're verified. I think I just followed them. But you didn't just uh, Carvel them. Ice Cream. Yeah, Carvel Ice Cream. Check them out. Go eat their product. It's delicious. Best ice cream in the world to me. Uh, last shout-out goes to Bobby Roode's NXT theme song, which is called Glorious Domination. I've literally... Glorious! Yeah, sing it. Uh, that's all I know. I think the next lyrics, I think it's I Won't Give In, I Won't Give In or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've literally, I've been listening to it on loop. And uh, now it's on iTunes. I, I just purchased it a few hours ago on iTunes and listened to it twice already. Meh. So, I, and uh, it's like, I actually, it's, what did you say? You said that it's better than Nakamura's, right? Very much so. And I disagree with you. Nope, you can't disagree. I think it's it, fact. I That's F-A-C-T. Don't think it's as good as Shinsuke Nakamura's theme song. Sorry, it's fact. Fact is fact. I'm sorry, but it's not a fact. <laughs> this is. I mean, and your, Shinsuke and, Nakamura's theme song is better than Glorious. It might be your opinion that Nakamura's theme opinion. song is better, but it's fact. 100% fact that Bobby Roode's song Tyson, is, right? better, is better than that. Nice. <laughs> like, okay. it, it's a fantastic theme song. I, and I really think it's the best theme song that we've heard in 2016. So, so I'm sorry, yeah. Downstate, for Zach Ryder's theme song. 
Wow, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta, dude, this is, like, That'd everyone, been on many people's toes right now. everyone is talking about it. Indie wrestlers, WWE And people were talking about Shinsuke, too, dude. What? People are talking about Bobby Roode's theme song more, so they were like, I can't. Oh, I'm still gonna go with Takamura. No, it's, this theme song is, is glorious. It's fantastic. I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, you, you just, for, for the record, for the record, Nakamura debuted, made his debut in April of 2016 in WWE with that, with his theme song that you ever so love so much. Bobby Roode made his debut on television with that theme song in August of 2016. You sang Bobby Roode's theme song on the show before you sang Nakamura's theme song. And I think it's because uh, Nakamura's theme song is less than Bobby Roode's theme song. I've listened to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's theme song on a 30-minute loop. Sorry. And I have Sorry. not listened to Bobby Roode's glorious theme song on loop you just, yet. You just haven't gotten around to it yet. No, nah, maybe you, so. You, I, just, I literally just proved the point that you sang his theme song before you th- sang Nakamura's theme song. Okay. I mean, so if you want to, the floor is yours for a few seconds if you'd like to even try to sing Nakamura's theme song. No, it's not going to, I cannot do justice. You don't want to because his theme song isn't up there with Bobby Roode's theme song. It's like I could be like. Sing sing his theme song. How does it go? Bobby Roode's? Yeah. You just sang it. So there's no need for me to sing. I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not singing on the show. It's, It's like, I could say like the longest time. Oh, and that triggers you to sing it because it's just a fantastic song. It just, is just like I said, Bobby Roode's theme song is called "Glorious Domination," and you launched into the chorus right away. So, yeah, so it was a fantastic show, fantastic uh, theme song. I mean, no, it is a fantastic, fantastic show though. But moving so on from my shoutouts to. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Uh, like I Before mentioned, we go into this, though, I still think Chinsuke Nakamura. No, but sorry. I'm a big fan of Glorious. It does sound like Dragon Force it's, a bit. It's, it's I'm glorious, a fan of Power Metal. It's Glorious Domination. Yeah, but the Shinsuke Nakamura, I like the violin in it. I like the violin. Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah, it's huh? the fact that Bobby Roode's theme song is better. Even uh, Nakamura is singing it, so. Well, I mean, if he's singing it, then I guess I, I have no argument. Yeah. If Shinsuke Nakamura is singing that theme song, then... It's fact. But like I said that before, man. F-A-C-T. No, yeah, okay. Other things I didn't say. Uh, but mark out moment of the week is going to go to the fact that I heard Alter Bridge sing Metalingus, which is Edge's theme song live. It was glorious. No pun intended, I guess. Glorious! <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool. I wish the that... Victoria's theme song is pretty sick. What? Victoria's theme song? Her, tattoo? her old theme song. T-A-T-U? Tattoo? Yeah. It's Tattoo. Tattoo? Oh. That was her old theme song. Her other one was like a party, weird, like... Yeah, me, I like the old theme song. Yeah. But, uh... 
Yeah, so it was cool to hear. <laughs> Took you completely off. Yeah, Metalingus. <laughs> yeah, it was cool to hear that. I wish that Alter Bridge sang uh, Open Your Eyes live as well, but I'll settle for for just yeah. Metalingus. Because they uh, were, they were but, playing some shows recently where they did not do that, and I was getting worried. But luckily, <laughs> now, did, did Disturbed play uh, Glass Breaking or whatever it is, the Stone Cold no, theme song? Why did they play Stone Cold theme song? I don't know. Cause I, I literally, I only knew two songs that Disturbed did, which was Down With The Sickness, and before that, they did uh, Sound Of Silence. You don't know, like, Voices and Stupefy. I don't know any of their songs. And everyone's definitely all, everyone always goes, do you know that song? You have to know that song. It's like, I was sitting listening to Backstreet Boys in the 90s, not Disturbed. I wasn't listening to Disturbed. So, and I wasn't listening to Slipknot. No, I don't know any Slipknot songs. Stop trying to convince me I know Slipknot songs. I wouldn't convince you that. I don't think you did. I mean, you I, I would actually to, believe you on that. You weren't trying to convince me. Other yeah, people, I, would, so I, I would believe I you understand. on this. Disturbed, I don't get. But Z100, did not, I, Z100 did not play Disturbed, and I was not listening to other stations. I was listening to Z100. It's all about 92.3, K-Rock. No, I was listening to, to Z100, and I was listening to 101.1 CBS FM. Actually, that is still one of the best stations. Which, CBS FM? Yeah, 101.1. Yeah, so, like, where am I ever going to hear, like, I'm not, like, where where was I going to hear Disturbed? Yeah. On the radio, That's... I wasn't. I Like, I, I was listening to Eminem's pop stuff. Um, I realized, too, like, did you hear, apparently, Suge Knight tried to kill him? Tried yeah, to, I, uh, I, are, are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> off the record? It's I mean, not we're off, not recording I mean, right now. What? We're not recording, so it's off the record. We are recording. But we could, like, if we say that, like, we're not recording and it's off the record, doesn't it's, that clear us? I mean, we're no, good. because then Let's that then that turns into Watergate. <laughs> <laughs> I needed Watergate before because you completely set me up with that with the raw. No. Uh, yeah. No. So do you do you have any markout moments of the week or? Can we just close with playing Glorious or no? No, I'm not gonna do that because I don't I don't play anyone else's stuff that's copyrighted on our show. Isn't there like a certain time limit that we can play though? Like, like I, we play I like don't even I don't even it? like doing that. We should play it on like speed, like speed up the I, tone of it. I've and... been on YouTube. You could uh, you could have the the you could change the the speed of the song. So I I listen to it on half speed. I listened to it on uh, more than full speed. Uh, it's fantastic. It's glorious. Glorious! Yeah. What else is there to uh, speak on or about or around? I don't know. Do you have any uh, more camo moments up, of down, the week? Down, uh, they're playing Pokemon Go with the NX, uh, NXT commentator, I don't, uh, Kathy Kelly. I don't know what she's from. She's from... But- what is she from? I forget what it's called. Oh. From uh, Sam <clears throat> Sam Roberts show. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, she's playing Pokemon Go on up, up, down, down. That's pretty interesting. Pretty cool to check out. Yeah. What's your top ranked Pokemon? I uh, don't play Pokemon. Go, comment. go. Leave a comment. Tweet us. You know all that I, stuff. You know what I like? I like. Do, do you think people forgot how to comment? Uh, uh whatever. <laughs> is anybody out there at least, is at least, listening at least we know people do listen but is anybody even listening 
But I was going to say, I liked, I was listening to, I listened to a lot of podcasts last night for some reason, which started, which one did I say I first listened to originally? Oh, I, I first started listening, I listened to uh, Jericho and Nakamura, and uh, that was a cool interview. He's uh, apparently huge into surfing. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I went on to listen to Jericho versus, not versus, Jericho and Bailey, which was uh -huh. a fun interview. And then I got to the end of the interviews, and they were like, oh, for, for more interviews, you got to pay. And I was like, what? What? We're, we're always free. You could just go back in yeah. history and listen to all our episodes for free. Did so, you ever listen to them with Doc Hendricks? Doc Hendricks, and no, but I did switch over to why Stone not, Cold dude? Steve Austin. Dude, why don't you listen to me and trust me and just listen to it? I trust did go me. in. I did go over and listen to Stone Cold's podcast and listen to him interviewing Bill Burr. I, I, I enjoyed that. Bill Burr. Definitely check that out. If you're a fan from uh, fan of comedy in Boston, I don't know if that was a good accent from Boston or not. You just offended everyone from Boston. Uh, just, you know. Fan of comedy. That's a that's a. Uh, now you just offended them twice. That's a Boston, Bo Boston, Boston. That's a Boston act. Nope. Ooh, that stop turned, it, please. That turned into Dixie Carter. Comedy, <laughs> comedy. That's how they would say comedy in Boston. I don't know. Should we just text uh, Matt Damon? Pop find the out. Co pop the con comedy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I marked out for uh, James Corden for his drop the mic segment with uh, Cara Delevingne. I think that's how you say her name, Delevingne, yeah. yes. and Dave Franco. Yeah, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Uh, because Suicide Squad is out this weekend. Are you gonna see it? I'm not. And it's funny I, because uh, all the DC fans started a petition to get Rotten Tomatoes not to not be a website anymore because they. They've reviewed Batman vs Superman to be such a horrible film, which then it turned out to be a horrible film. And oh, they, I still have finished this. And they filmed they they all their the critics and everything have been saying how awful Suicide Squad is. Yeah. But then, then there's some people out there that say Suicide Squad like don't even listen to the critics. It was a good movie, but like. Everything I've seen was putting it down, but I still want to see it for every, myself. Everything that I've seen. From the actual movie, like trailers and whatnot, yeah. clips. Been, I'm just, I'm not a fan. Like I'm a Marvel guy. I've been dude. avoiding uh, trailers a little bit. I mean, I've seen spoilers already. But like which stinks. The spoilers but they, you they saw. The drive. spoilers you saw. I, I saw in trailers, so it's like not spoilers. Uh, no, there's some. There's a spoiler that I didn't see in trailers. Um, but they have at the drive-in up here. They have uh, Suicide Squad followed by. Uh, the new Bourne movie, so I may go see that. That seems kind of interesting. The new, it's pretty cool. The new Evan uh, Bourne movie. Yeah, new Evan Bourne movie. It's cool. It's ten dollars drive in for two move double feature. You know that's a joke, right? Yeah, I know. I, I got the joke. It's not did you watch this? James Corden's parents invade uh, WWE Raw. I did watch that. I got halfway through it, and now I remember that I have to finish it. Yeah, but so. we've been rambling. And our mark over the week was was over, uh, but yeah, this is our show. It's the show is over, just like Carvel's over. And uh, check us out, markingout.com, iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play uh, for some merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/markingout. Watch us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/markingout11. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/markingout. 
If you need to email us for whatever reason, markingout1 at gmail.com. And uh, to, to lower the, the tone a little bit, you can follow me, BTTG161. You can follow Dave at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut. And we wish you... We wish you... The... The... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a wonderful, glorious...